atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts or continues now. This is the broadcast for November 5th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our two of two. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Patrick Simmons, RightToWork.org with us. Welcome back, sir. Thanks, Sam. Good to be back. All right. There's so much going on in the news. I don't even know where to start. Uh, But the epic battle over right to work is on full force, full throttle, isn't it? It uh, it always is. It's um, you know right now we're we're seeing uh, I think a stark contrast you know between people who want union dues to be voluntary um, and then uh, big labor and and their allies uh, who want to completely wipe out right to work um, and that's the uh, that's the bill being pushed uh, by the other side. So it's um, it's it's a, a stark stark contrast here. All right, I got an email from Mark Mix. It says another illegal scheme busted. Your National Right to Work Foundation has won won another legal victory against big labor bosses. You see, union officials coast to coast have been attempting to block workers from exercising their rights under Janus, um, which says public employees cannot be required to fund union activities. Well, I guess the uh, Right to Work Foundation just forced New Mexico union bosses to Back off. Back down and return $16,000 to uh, 67 New Mexico employees. They're doing this all over the country, uh, basically ignoring the Janus ruling, and people are starting to stand up, aren't they? Yeah, there's, there's no question they're ignoring Janus. I mean, Janus, uh, as you know, um, in, uh, in June 2018, the Supreme Court said that it violates the First Amendment rights of public employees to be uh, required to pay money to a union as a condition of working for the government. Um, and uh, instead of, you know, respecting that, trying to go out and, and earn the voluntary support of uh, public employees, what we're seeing uh, coast to coast all across the country is unions are, are basically ignoring it. And the only way that they uh, stop ignoring it is when workers stand up and, and sue them. Uh, it's uh, and you know this New Mexico case is, is a perfect example of that. The uh, the union was claiming that uh, workers could be required to wait uh, a year uh, to uh, to exercise their First Amendment rights. Of course, we know the Constitution um, doesn't work that way. It, it, the government and, uh, and a union can't say, oh, you have you have these rights, but you know only for 15 days a year, which is what. Uh, the CWA union officials were trying to claim. Uh, anyway, we filed this class action lawsuit on behalf of uh, the worker, and sure enough, that was what got them to back down. Uh, now, you know, it shouldn't take that, uh, but that's that's what uh, what happened in this case. Um, and so, in addition to uh, the the named plaintiff, the the person who sued, all the other workers who had similarly been uh, restricted by this scheme, where where people would say, hey, I heard about the Janus decision, and I want out. I don't have to fund you anymore. I don't like uh, the work that you do. I I was only paying before because I was forced to. Um, and the union would say, no, you you uh, you can't exercise that that First Amendment right now. You have to wait months or, or a year uh, before doing so. And um, 
this ended that, and it uh, it knocks down that restriction. So other workers who want to uh, to get out in the future, they can do so immediately. Um, and for all the people who tried to, they got, uh, as you said, uh, roughly uh, sixteen thousand dollars back, uh, money that had been taken from them after they tried to exercise their Janus rights, uh, but were blocked. Now jumping oh, to Alaska, a- Mike uh, Dunleave issued an executive order. I guess he wants to bring his state into full compliance with Janus. The good news is uh, other states are starting to follow. Yeah, this is one of the the big developments. I mean, most of uh, the Janus enforcement efforts, unfortunately, are are more like that New Mexico case where the unions aren't complying, a worker steps up, um, comes to us for free legal assistance, files a lawsuit, uh, maybe we, you know, eventually force compliance that way. Um, but in Alaska, uh, you've got the the governor there, Governor Dunleavy, and the attorney general um, have uh, taken a the, the first step, uh, first first day in the country to really proactively enforce uh, Janus. Now, Janus, the, the big ruling in Janus was that workers could not be required to pay dues. Um, that they had to be voluntary. But it also said, um, if, if you look a little bit deeper, it talks about the fact that workers need to opt in to dues payment. And further, they need to understand that they have the right not to pay, but that they're waiving that right. It's a constitutional right, and uh, the government cannot, and we certainly don't want the government to, be assuming that anyone has waived a constitutional right. Uh, so people need to do so knowingly. Um, they need to to be aware of that right and then say, look, I, I know I, d- I don't have to fund the union, but I want to anyway. Um, and so the Alaska is saying, look, if we don't have clear evidence from every single worker that they know they have this First Amendment right under Janus, but they don't want to exercise it, if we don't have that, we're not going to take any money out of their paychecks and give it to the union. The union wants to collect it on their own outside the government payroll system. They're free to do so. If workers want to waive that right then and only then, uh, will, the, will Alaska take the money and send it over to the union? Uh, this has the unions very upset, but it is, uh, in our view, the, the, the standard that's required by Janus. Um, you know, like I said, unions can, of course, collect their own money uh, outside taxpayer-funded uh, payroll systems. You know, the, the government doesn't need to deduct uh, union dues out of anyone's check. The unions... Um, People pay all sorts of monthly bills, cell phone, cable, and uh, your mortgage, and a car payment. Americans are used to paying um, regular payments and, and making those. And unions can, can collect their own dues. But if they want to use the Alaskan payroll system, um, the the governor and the attorney general, uh, through this executive order, are saying they're going to make sure that everyone whose money is being taken and sent to the union absolutely understands their rights under Janus. Uh, and like you said, the good news is in one of the articles about that, uh, the governor said that uh, I think they've had eight other states come to them um, and, and, and look who are looking to implement something similar, and, uh, and that would be a huge step forward. Because, now, you know what's uh, interesting to me on this is, you know, we were familiar with the <clears throat> Fair Credit Reporting Act and uh, other make sure you're aware of your rights scenario. This is a very similar reality to that. States are taking the lead, and wisely so, where it's kind of like, hey, if your dollars are going to be diverted somewhere, 
you need to one be aware and two acknowledge that it's happening. I mean, anytime you spend money somewhere else, you got a contract or you sign this or you know you sign for your credit card or you sign you, know, you sign your tax returns. You sign everywhere. You need to acknowledge where your money's going. Um, this is an example where all we're doing is being transparent, and the unions, the forced unions, are absolutely going ballistic and melting down. And what's fascinating about it, not only is Alaska taking the lead, New Mexico to some degree, but Rand Paul is speaking out pretty boldly as well right now and saying, drain big labor swamp. And I think this goes a, it's not enough, but it's a serious step in the right direction. Well, yeah. And, and I think you, um, I mean, the, the fact that unions are so angry about this now, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of telling the, um, Union officials, you know, they'll say, oh, look, all our members want to pay, and they like what the union does and all this. But then when you say, well, prove it, you know, all we all they have to do in the case of the Alaska system is is log on to some state website and, and uh, clearly, um, you know, acknowledge they have these rights and say, I still want the money to go to the union. But the unions are just uh, – hate they, they hate that. And, I, and they do because I think they realize how many of their people pay because they think they have to – They've been told um, they have to. Most of these people signed up before Janus. They never had these rights, um, and yet uh, that that waiver, that whatever they signed, you know, long ago, maybe years ago, maybe decades ago, um, when they were told, well, you gotta, you're, you you have to pay money to the union, or else you'll lose your job. They're now trying to use that as uh, the grounds for the government deducting uh, this money out of their paycheck. And, well, and the, uh, right, the, just... the violence and the pressure put on people, too, are another reason. It's like, hey, I know my dad got beat up when he tried to cross the picket line, or my mom got threatened with this, and, you know, I don't even want to touch that. And, and so people are intimidated into silence as well. And, and how do you even get to the bottom of whether they're willing to or want to or not? When they're in fear, they won't even speak up. It, it reminds me of a sex victim to some degree. Right, and that's why the the Supreme Court. I mean, they they made this very clear opt in standard. So the the default is is no payment. You know, I mean, and and that makes sense. The uh, unions are a private organization. Um, of course, you know, any private organization, the default for the average American citizen should be they don't have their money going to it, um, and they should really have to go out of their way to 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 send their money to it because that's how you ensure that it's really voluntary. Um, but of course, the unions aren't about voluntary. They want to have all this money. They're planning on using all this um, in the election next year. I mean, we're talking about billions of dollars that Janus affects, and, and that's there's no question. That's why they are resisting uh, following the Janus decision all across the country. They know every dollar they take um, from from workers, even if they have to give it back in a year or two because of a, a court case. They know any dollar they can spend in the next year um, can maybe buy them Congress, maybe buy them the White House, and then uh, they get to start implementing their legislative agenda, which um, is a lot more coercion, a lot more workers forced into union dues. All right, so get a load of this headline to make the point. Believe it or not, ABC News, one of the largest news services in the country, has this headline. How nasty can union violence get and still be legal? Yeah, think about that kind of a statement. How nasty can union violence get and still be legal? What? Liberty Roundtable Live, Patrick Simmons with us, righttowork.org. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live.
I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. And you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Patrick Simmons with us, RightToWork.org, doing a phenomenal job as always. So literally, ABC News has this headline, How Nasty Can Union Violence Get and Still Be Legal? I mean, what a question. And in that question, what an indictment. But believe it or not, there's a Freedom From Union Violence Act. Did you know that? Who's got it? How's it going, Patrick? Yeah, um, so that was introduced, uh, the, this year's version was introduced by uh, Representative Fa- Francis Rooney um, in the House, but it, it really is, um, it's, it's crazy that this bill is even necessary, um, and that headline uh, gets to, to, unfortunately, why it is necessary. Um, the, the United States Supreme Court in 1973 uh, issued a ruling um, in a case, United States v. Edmonds, um, and it held that uh, violence that's, quote, used to gain legitimate union objectives um, cannot be prosecuted under federal uh, racketeering and extortion law. So when It all depends you know, on how you define objectives, huh? Yeah, So, uh, but we're seeing this, uh, and this is a defense that still comes up. And, you know, you have um, a recent case, uh, which uh, Representative Rooney actually highlighted um, when he introduced the bill, of a uh, construction site in Indiana where you had workers uh, clubbed and kicked uh, and, and beaten. Um, one, one person's jaw was shattered in two different places. Um, you know, significant union violence. Um, and the cops just flat-out stand down, don't they? 
Yeah, uh, they they far too often do. Um, and but witnesses identified the the union president and business agent there, um, along with ten other people. And these uh, two union officials are now in court saying because they were trying to get a contract with the union, um, they are exempt uh, because of the Supreme Court ruling from the current case against them in federal court. Uh, and this is uh, it's a big problem. Um, it's something we see all over. Uh, I think the um, the, the article you're referring to is is from a uh, is a notorious um, case out of Buffalo, where um, people were uh, damaging. Uh, they were threatening people. There was, uh, you know, uh, at one point someone saying, uh, "Well, you know, uh, one of the uh, owners, business owners, you know, look, uh, you guys, you guys uh, threatened to to beat me. You threatened to stab me." What are the upsides of me working with you? And, and the guy basically said, "Well, we won't we won't stab you if you if you do this." Um, in uh, in Boston, um, the uh, and do you see show, why uh, do you see why I equate this to the sex kind of perversion uh, forced sex scenario? I mean, it's basically this forced abusive intimidation that forces people to go along and be quiet against their will. Where's the Me Too movement against unions, Patrick? Yeah, well. Um, you know, we have the right to work movement, fortunately, but uh, the a lot of the people, um, you know, they, they look the other way because unions, we know, they spend uh, a lot of money on politics, um, $2 billion during the last uh, election cycle, according to their own numbers, on political and lo- uh, expenditures and lobbying. Um, and most of that goes uh, in one direction. And so uh, a lot of people look the other way when they use uh, tactics that um, no one should uh, rightfully defend. There's, um, you know, it, it really is amazing. There's a there's a case at the National Labor Relations Board right now, uh, and they're looking at and they've asked for briefs, uh, looking to overturn an Obama era decision that said a company could not fire a worker who uh, used racist uh, language on the picket lines um, and was yelling at people who were exercising their right to, to not, um, you know, uh, go out on the strike. They, they were returning to work. Um, the company said, you know, look, this is against our policies. You can't, uh, call, you know, use racist epithets against other workers. Uh, and, and the Obama NLRB said, no, you have to rehire that person and give them back pay. Um, you were wrong to have done that. Uh, and so... The union, the big labor... And see, none of that hits the mainstream press, so people have a real handle on what's going on either. Yeah. And so the big labor position is that can't be fired for. But, of course, they, they oppose right to work, which means workers can be fired for not paying money to the union. And that's... Well, and how far does it go? How many union bosses say to women, you know what? Um, don't take on the union. You give sex and we'll make sure you're left alone, too. If we're going to use it to intimidate and say, we won't stab you uh, if you go along... That's your, what's the upside? Well, we won't stab you. Well, the upside, we, well, we'll be able to have sex with you, but you won't be harassed in any other way. Now, you could say that's far-fetched, uh, well, but that's probably that going far-fetched. on as well. We, we actually, um, this is uh, a few decades ago, but we had a case for um, a couple women out in, uh, San, I think, in California, San Francisco area, who uh, went to the union, tried to get some work, and he basically tried to uh, make them engage in prostitution. Uh, and so, I mean, it, it's sadly, it's not far-fetched at all. This is the kind of uh, abuse that um, that goes, you know, look, their business model is coercing people into paying the money against their will. So it's, it's not... And their business model is to get the government to endorse that coercement, right? 
Right. And of course, yeah, and that's it's it's government granted coercion over people. And so when uh, basically nice job there, be ashamed if something happened to it, when that's your go to business model, it's uh, not a surprise when corruption and other types of, uh, you know, coercion and threats and violence go along with it. What happens is you you get these union elites that become above the law in partnership with government for protection. Uh, it makes the mafia look like child's play to some degree. I, I know that sounds yeah, extreme, but I'm just saying when you have government protection to do what you do, where does it end? Well, we're seeing that right now in the UAW case. The uh, the president of the UAW just stepped aside. Um, now he's going to be on paid leave with rank-and-file workers forced to pay his salary while he's on paid leave uh, because – They've had over a dozen um, high-ranking union officials have either been indicted or have pled guilty to uh, embezzlement and all sorts of corrupt practices. Um, a transcript came out over the weekend in a case, uh, and it basically suggests that he had uh, taken $700,000 in illegal kickbacks um, and, and was quoted in the, uh, in the transcript um, as saying, we need to use, start using burner phones so that the federal government doesn't, doesn't get wind of this. Um, at one point said, I wish we'd burned all those records. Um, and, uh, you know, so this is, this is the head of the, of the United Auto Workers Union, um, the one who's uh, been in charge throughout the entire strike, um, telling workers they have to go out and abandon their jobs. Meanwhile, he's, uh, you know, taken hundreds of thousands of dollars, according to, to these uh, documents filed in this federal case. And, um, you know, that's, that's the type wow. of uh, abuse that um, people, you know, when your business model, like I said, when your business model is forcing workers to pay you money or else be fired, um, it's not a far step to start engaging in other um, practices, uh, other types of illegal coercion, as opposed to just the, the type that's uh, unfortunately legal uh, because we don't have a National Right to Work Act. Well, it's immoral, it's violent, but hey, somehow it's been granted, quote, legal status. It's kind of like legalized plunder that takes place every day with the... Uh, anyway, I could digress. Um, so, Patrick, we've only got a minute or so left with you. What else do you want to highlight for people to know? I've kind of brought forth some of the highlights that I've seen, uh, things that are worthy of focus, but there's there's more, right? Sure. Well, there's a lot going on, but let me just take a, a real quick minute. Um, I know for a lot of your reader or listeners, you know, this is not um, Election Day, but where I am in Virginia, it is. Um, and it also is in Kentucky um, and a few other places. But I would definitely, um, you know, encourage people to get out there and vote if you've got camps to vote for. Research where they are and right to work um, here in Virginia. Uh, it's uh, the control of the state house is extremely close. Everyone in the Senate and the House is up for election today, and uh, the you know uh, right to work laws that whether or not Virginia continues to be a right to work state could very well be in the balance. So looking at where your candidates stand on something that simple as right to work, um, you know is uh, is important. Uh, Kentucky, a uh, similar thing going on there. Governor Bevins um, was elected, uh, promising a right to work law. He delivered that, um, and there's a close election there. I know uh, Rand Paul and President Trump were having a rally with him um, just yesterday. So uh, I think that's that's one of the things. Just because um, it is election day, uh, I know it's an off year, but uh, in a few states. Uh, take a look and, and get out there and, and look where candidates stand on right to work. See if, if they're for worker freedom or if they're for union boss uh, coercion and uh, make your decision based on that. Yeah, and, I, you know, I support Matt Bevan. I support Rand Paul. In this case, I support Donald Trump. 
I hesitate a little bit when they say elect a Republican, you got to stop a Democrat. Um, just because the swamp uh, seems to have friends that are Republicans and Democrats both. But we need to be very careful to understand what's at stake. Kurt, you want to finish on that? Yeah, it's a great point, Sam. And, uh, you know, uh, we we appreciate, uh, I mean, we echo what you're saying about uh, getting out and vote and participate in the process, uh, get to know who these people are. And um, any other suggestions for our listeners, sir? Yeah, well, I think you make a great point. It's not about um, the party. It's, it's looking at where they stand on the issues. Um, and uh, and Right to Work is obviously one we feel very strongly about, and uh, we hope people will research exactly where their candidates stand on that. Patrick Simmons, RightToWork.org. Thank you so much for Sam and Kurt. Back in a flash, you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. The FBI says it may have prevented a deadly hate crime at a synagogue in Colorado. 27-year-old Richard Holzer has been taken into custody after the Bureau says he worked with undercover agents on the 1st of November on a plan that would involve using pipe bombs to attack the temple the same day. This woman's a member of that temple, and she says they haven't had to put up with this before. No, we have. we generally have a really supportive community here. We not have this kind of garbage at all. The suspect holds also said to be a self-avowed white supremacist. The House impeachment inquiry calling two more Trump administration officials to testify today, but it's doubtful they'll show. Four other witnesses failed to appear yesterday. Today, the House wanted Wells Griffith, an assistant to the president, and Michael Duffy, who works with national security programs. And this is USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, listen carefully to the best offer you're going to get. One of the best assets on earth. Okay, so we all know we live in a world of political turmoil and financial deception that stretches from Wall Street to Europe to Beijing, which are all like bubbles searching for a pin right now. With one exception, gold and silver, which have held their value over history better than any other asset class on earth ever. So here's my irresistible offer to show you how committed I am to protecting your financial future. I've asked my sponsor, Swiss America. To virtually give you one of the most popular precious metal coins ever minted below their cost for just $18.50 each delivered while supplies last. You heard me right. This is an exclusive offer to my listeners by calling now 800-630-2158. Write it down. 800-630-2158. One of the most popular precious metal coins ever minted for $18.50. 800-630-2158 or go to SwissAmerica.com. At least nine American citizens, including six children, have been shot and killed in Mexico by drug cartel gunmen. Authorities say it may have been a case of mistaken identity. The victims were part of a caravan of members of a Mormon settlement called Lamora, about 70 miles south of Douglas, Arizona. Republican U.S. Senator Rand Paul wants the White House whistleblower to be publicly identified. He appeared last night with President Trump at a rally in Kentucky, where Paul said the whistleblower must be named, and he's challenging the media to do that. And fellow Republican Senator Lindsey Graham agrees. You can't prosecute somebody. Impeachment is the political death penalty based on an anonymous source. So, yes, Rand is right. We need who they are, and they need to be cross-examined under oath about any biases 
business they may have. Graham spoke on Fox News. The whistleblower complained about the phone call President Trump had with Ukraine's president in July is what jump-started the impeachment investigation. This is USA Radio News. Back with you live. Hard-hitting talk, man. It's crazy what's going on uh, with the unions, folks. They're hostile. They're violent. And they got the backing of your government. There's not too much being done about it, it seems. Sadly, Rand Paul and others are trying. But, of course, the voices are few. And uh, that's kind of the problem uh, in America. Uh, There's a lot of good people doing good things, but the voices are just way too few. If there was enough of a clamor to be top billing this violence from unions, ABC News even asking how violent can it get and still be legal? Wow. We need the Freedom From Union Violence Act. Good for a couple of people putting it in place, but it's gaining no traction. Sad to say. All right, Kurt, there's something about this male Chinese relatives thing. Male Chinese relatives placed in. What's an Iger? Is that's that a group of people, um, group of people there in China, Sam. Apparently, yeah, you've mean? got uh, um, there. Um, these are people that are less than. Uh, well, I mean, you know how you have less uh, less valuable people in different countries, and in uh, according to the governments, you know, and in this case, uh, you've got these people. They call them. Uh, uh, it's U I G. E-R-S, and I'm not sure exactly how you spell it or whatever, but they've taken many of these men uh, into, um, I guess you call it custody, if you will. And uh, so then um, they've assigned um, certain ones of the um, Chinese, uh, you know, the good guys, I guess you call them in this case, uh, supposed to be good guys, to stay in their homes, if you will, and even uh, share their beds. Um, So this kind of, um, uh, anyway, it's just communism, Sam, and uh, um, it's, it's a big problem, if you ask me. What's the idea to break up families and just to create babies for the state? I mean, that's the ten, one of the ten planks of the coming of Fanifesto agenda, right? Yeah, they don't they don't say it in the story, but uh, this is a World Net Daily piece, and it says male Chinese relatives placed in. It's U Y G H U R. I can remember the spelling. Homes. It says co sleep with female hosts. They help the families with their ideology, bringing new ideas. Uh, but the bottom line is that's how you get, uh, you know, in America, we do that with the media and that kind of thing. And that's gives them their new ideas. And at least we don't uh, take the men out of the homes and uh, uh, put new. Uh, well, people in there to uh, take their places, I guess, you know. But that's what that story's about. Well, I don't even really Our understand. Our fa- most favored nation trading partner, you know. Yeah, I don't understand it, though. So they don't take the men out of the home, but they let these people be in their beds by no, choice? No, they take the men force? out. Yeah, no, they take the men out. They're put in, uh, what do they call it, kind of like re-indoctrination camps or, uh, I don't know, maybe they're just breaking up rocks or doing whatever, but the bottom line is they're... And the uh, women are just supposed to live with this? 
Well, I don't think they have much choice when they take the men out. This is uh, according to Radio Free Asia. It says male Han Chinese relatives assigned to monitor the homes of Uyghur families in northwest China's, uh, tell you, the region there. They regularly sleep in the same beds as the wives of men detained in the region's internment camps, according to sources who have overseen the forced stayovers. Uh, this has been going on since 2017. It says Muslim and particularly the U-Y-G-H-U-R, and I, I guess you just say it, Uyghur families in the X-U-A-R have been required to invite officials into their homes and provide them with information about their lives and political views, while hosts are also subjected to political indoctrination. The Pair Up and Become Family program is one of several repressive Policies targeting these Uyghurs in the region, which have also seen the build out of a vast network of camps where authorities have held up to 1.5 million Uyghurs and other Muslim ethnic minorities accused of harboring strong religious views and politically incorrect ideas since April of 2017. So, you know, where, where do you find a story about that on NBC or CBS or CNN? Well, you and know, why isn't Donald or Rand Paul or Mike Lee or some of these people speaking out about this saying, hey, you know, where's the Me Too movement, Kurt? <laughs> Good point. I mean, I don't understand this stuff. They're not going to be touching this because, number one, remember remember what happened when the uh, NBA tried to touch it and say something about, you know, communist China and the, uh, you know, um, what was it? Uh, I mean, you know, Hong Kong deal. I mean, heck, you know, there's billions of dollars that just gone from them. And, uh, you know, most media sources uh, are going to leave this away alone, Sam. Well, I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to say how wrong and how evil and how sick and satanic it is. Yep. That's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to say this is absolutely wrong, and we should use all the pressure that we possibly can. Maybe folks wouldn't be so opposed to the Donald tariffs if they understood this kind of abuse is going on, Kurt. Great point, Sam. See, but when you don't get the whole story, it's pretty hard to be angry, right? That's exactly right. But again, even if we did know the truth, there's not enough voices that are willing to stand up. Most people are just like, Sam, that's goofy. That's crazy. I'm so sad. Nothing I can do. Move along. Good point. And by the way, uh, for example, you don't hear about the Trump immigration policies, but there's good news on that front, Kurt. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you've got um, uh, the headline from Jack Davis at the Western Journal says uh, Trump immigration policies lead to thousands of Mexicans giving up on asylum claims, uh, according to the DHS. And so, you know, what you've got is you just have, uh, I mean, a little bit more of a a fair system. I mean, uh, we want good immigrants into America, I believe. Uh, but we don't want them where, you know, some people have to do all the paperwork and do all that stuff and others just somehow get basically just passed through. Uh, you know, that's 
that's a problem, I think. Um, and so, uh, you know, these guys at the Western Journalism Center and uh, also the uh, our westernjournal.com and, and, of course, World Net Daily for uh, teaming up with them bring this piece to us. Uh, uh, they say it's an assessment of a Trump administration policy aimed at reducing the numbers of illegal immigrants entering the United States has shown that the president's um, remain in Mexico policy is working. The migrant protection protocols policy sends migrants seeking asylum back to Mexico during immigration proceedings instead of allowing them to be released into the U.S. while awaiting court hearings. Uh, I mean, it's just such a stupid plan the way we had it before. And and that's kind of like the president when he says there's all these stupid trade policies that we had. The policy was put in place because only a small percentage of migrants ever return for court hearings on their immigration status. Imagine that, Sam. Uh, anyway, uh, they say that to implement the policy, hearings have taken place in border towns such as Laredo, Texas, and involved a video conference between the illegal immigrants in Mexico and an immigration judge in the U.S. So, you know, you can... <laughs> great job of technology there, Sam, huh? But um, things are working. Well, all I can tell you is it's good news. We don't have enough good news. And again, whether you like or dislike Donald, whether you agree or disagree with Donald, the idea that we're saying, even if you agree that, hey, we ought to let immigrants come to America, thousands of Mexicans given up on asylum claims, okay, because a lot of them don't justify asylum. And that's kind of where the rubber meets the road here a little bit. And so uh, at least there's something that's happening that's working. And and the reason we bring it up is because you're not going to hear it uh, elsewhere. You're just not. And like or dislike Donald Trump, that's the truth of what's happening. And I find it to be a little speck of good news. All right. What's this name? Uh, lady's name, Joy v- Bihar? Yeah. Or I think they call him Behar. I'm not Behar. sure. But, um, you know, and... Uh, B-E-H. I don't see how you get Bay out of it. Yeah. Okay, there you I go. Know. I'm just stupid, you know? Uh, I've heard him uh, say it, and so I figured that must be the way it is. Uh, but uh, the headline from her, uh, Trump rallies are fake, full of paid actors. Uh, Republican Party thinks that their constituents are stupid because it says nothing. This is a World Net Daily piece, and... Uh, all I can say is, man, they got a lot of paid actors at those events, uh, Sam. I mean, you know, uh, like the one last night in Kentucky. If you want to go there, you can you can uh, watch it. And, uh, boy, that's a lot of people to pay to fill up that place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to go there because I don't have enough time. Each one of them takes like an hour to watch. And he says the same things over and over and over. Elect Republicans I, I mean, stand against the Democrats. Got to get our guys in office. I've been beating yeah. everybody at every turn. I've been rock and roll fixing America at every turn. And by golly, the media is corrupt. And, uh, you know, there you go. Yeah, but the point is, is you want to uh, talk to Joy Behar where she says there's all these people that are there, paid actors. Man, that's a lot of people to pay, Sam. Well, I got a question. 13,000 of them or so in that event. How about guys like me that want to go that just can't afford to go? I'd attend all of them and no one's going to pay me nothing. Uh-huh.
Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Well, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on, take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right. Raise your visor. Oh, the blue yeah. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. with you live hard-hitting talk at your fingertips there's so much to discuss not enough time to discuss it that's for sure on your radio but you got this joe joy behar literally saying everybody's you know fake folks trump rallies are fake fake paid actors okay this is where i come back again with these allegations kurt and say you know what prove it they said Rand Paul just had robots putting the five, you know, that were supporting him when he won some polls, uh, Ron Paul. And then it turned out they were real people and they put in real money. And the mainstream press just backed away from that lie. Um, but again, you need to put up or shut up, Joy. Joy Behar is full of baloney because there's a lot of people like me that would love to go. I'm not paid anything. I just can't afford to go all around the country and go to the I can't even afford the hour it takes or two hours it takes to watch every rally. And first off, you got about an hour of rock music at the start of it. Then you got some bureaucrat politician that opens for the Donald. Then you got Donald jumping on and saying most of what I've already heard. And so I don't have the time for that. But I would love to go to the rallies and support President Trump. I wouldn't be paid. Wouldn't be a fake rally. Um, by the way, we have uh, had some people go to some rallies for us. James Edwards went to the one in Memphis, Tennessee. It wasn't a fake rally. He was there live, Kurt. And we weren't being paid to attend and at he all. He didn't get paid? Hmm. No. I guess that didn't work for the joy. Uh, all right. Unlike jeering MLB fans, UFC fans give Trump positive reaction when he shows up for the big fight, Kurt. 
Yeah, um, I guess uh, what they when they talk about MLB fans and Major League Baseball fans, uh, when he showed up for the uh, Game Five of the World uh, Series, you know they had some of the uh, people booing him at the in, there in the swamp, uh, and that's one of the main reasons that was going on. But uh, I guess he showed up to a, a big fight uh, in uh, New York and. Uh, there were a lot of folks that um, supported him, Sam. So, Well, I don't know how to respond to that, but I say it's good news. Now, as far as I understand, the Nationals went um, to the White House, some of them. Some of them yeah, refused to right. go. But the couple that went, there was a couple of great players that went and were very positive on Donald Trump. One of them doubled down and said, hey, we're so grateful for Donald Trump uh, keeping the greatest country on the face of the earth safe. Yeah. So I, I mean, found that just that. phenomenal. Uh-huh. But some of them wouldn't even go, would they, Kurt? No. Yeah, because, uh, well, I mean, what if your go-to news source was CNN, Sam, and you just can constantly were just bombarded with CNN? You'd be thinking, uh, this guy needs to be eliminated from the planet, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons that it's dangerous to report uh, things like that, the fake news kind of things, because there are some people that literally, uh, well, they're going to believe those things, and, and they may take matters into their own hands and uh, do bad things, just like they did with the Republicans playing baseball, Sam. Well, there you have it, folks. I don't know really how to respond, except for there you have it. Um, you know, again, we're not dealing with honesty, Kurt. That's kind of my problem with it all is that, you know, there's just not honesty here. And I submit to you the issue is honesty. I know people don't really think much of my comment on that, but the issue is honesty. All right. I guess the sheriff is saying that a man following his wife's orders harasses a Make America Great Again hat wearing supporter. I guess with a what? I guess the communist jab spits on him, all this stuff, Kurt? Well, yeah, um, and, uh, you know, this is one more of these Make America Great Again hat things, uh, and, uh, you know, it just, uh, I mean, I got several of them that I sell at the honey table, and so, you know, they say the westernjournal.com piece says, in a polarized country, some people don't think that violence is that bad when it's perpetrated against your political opponents. It's the kind of thing that's bound to happen. Um, And I guess this uh, individual uh, was named Matthias AJPLE. They call it Trump derangement syndrome and it turned violent. Um, That was the case with this guy. Um, this guy faces charges of battery after allegedly confronting a man wearing a MAGA hat um, on a suggestion from his wife, calling him a communist, spitting on him, and then telling police officers, I don't even care that I'm going to jail. This is actually exciting. <laughs> what an absolute... Uh, Let me just stop you there. What a nut. Yeah. Yeah, it says, according to T.C. Palm, uh, 67-year-old Robert Youngblood was having dinner at Hurricane Grill and Wings in Vero Beach, Florida. Uh, And uh, this is uh, the 25th of October when he was allegedly approached by this guy, A.J.P.L.E. is the last name. You should go back to Russia, you blank 
communist. Uh, Youngblood says uh, that this guy told him, uh, really, now? Uh, communist? I've heard that used against, uh, say, Bernie Sanders before. Typically, it doesn't get trotted out against MAGA hat wearers. This is a new one indeed. His wife would later say she suggested to her husband that he approach Youngblood and tell him to go back to Russia, although she apparently didn't direct him to do what happened next. According to a report from the Indian River County Sheriff's Office, the guy slapped yeah, it goes the hat on and on. It just shows how leaned over the restaurant's are, gate. Yeah, and he sped on him. Uh, so that's kind of rough stuff. All right. Well, we got to depoliticize and disinfect judges, Kurt. Well, that's what Larry Clayman says, and I think he's right. Don't you think, Sam? Yeah, it looks like Larry Clayman disagrees with two jurists who dismiss Jerome Corsi and Joe Arpaio uh, in their two cases, Kurt. Right. And uh, you know how it is, Sam. If you if you have wicked judges and lawyers, even the scriptures say you're going to be in trouble. Amen to that. Yeah. Anyway, you're going to tell me about Revenge of the Chair Warmers. Is this like a new video game? Well, what what this is just a swamp story, Sam, and the where it says government of by and for the bureaucracy. These guys uh, that have been in there forever. You know, uh, we we've. I mean, we know this is the case, uh, and these guys got to be cleaned out, or else you just have people that that think that Donald Trump, uh, the president's an interloper. He's not even supposed to be there. He just, you know, I mean, they might let him hang around, but he's certainly not supposed to do anything, especially against their orders. Uh, and that's just how these guys that are in the bureaucracy of the swamp monsters see things. So. Yeah, like that's why um, you know Steve Stockman's in prison, Kurt. And don't uh, upset the status quo there, and that's why Hillary runs around free. Yeah. Alright, what's this guy's name? Curtis Ellis, Kurt? Um, well, that's the, one of the authors of that previous story. Uh, the next story is uh, gun Hold control on. activists. This one yeah. talks about subordination in spades. As coup That's attempt right. continues, you got to highlight well, and, that part. Well, and they're just talking about the bureaucracy and the uh, swamp monsters and the coup attempt. It basically means uh, get rid of a, a voted-in president. Yeah, the reason I bring it up is, you know, you know, even the swamp insiders a lot of times are referring to a coup, calling it what it is. Yep, good point. All right, gun control activists threaten Jersey Mike's with boycott for, quote, open right. carry policies, Kurt. Yeah, do you know what Jersey Mike's is? Yeah, it's like a sandwich shop, isn't it? Okay. Anyway, isn't I it? guess they allow, I think so. Yeah, I've never been, been there. there but well, you need I, to go there, Kurt. I know. Uh, but anyway, uh, they, I guess they have an open carry policy, and so some people are really ticked off about that, you know. Um, you know, so uh, it seemed like it'd be a safe place to go eat, Sam. Yeah, that's why I say you need to go there, buddy. When you hear this, you just need to get in your car and go to Jersey Mike's and say thank you. What have you eaten there? I've never been there, Kurt. Oh, okay. Well, we need to go there ourselves. Yes, we do. Good point. I need to go there, too. I'm going to make a point and try to go to Jersey Mike's. I've seen it for a long time, just haven't gone there. By the way, Apple to replace standard family emoji with, quote, non-binary people. Kurt, the indoctrination of dishonesty continues. Yeah, and who's bringing this story? You got the Western Journal and WorldNet Daily teaming up, and uh, you know you're not going to see uh, NBC or anybody else talking about this. But uh, you know, so you got the more politically correct non-binary folks. Yeah, shame on Apple. Place. Yeah, 
Amen. But what do you do about it, Kurt? Get rid well, of you got phone? a leader of Apple that's a homosexual, right? I mean, yeah. And then you just go to Google to get make things better. Yeah, you just get rid of your Apple phone and get a Google Android mm-hmm. phone there. You know, do a lot better. Not. See, that's the problem. We're just trapped by the culture. Big money takes the day. Uh, good, honest mm-hmm. Americans, our greater numbers could save us, but not if we don't stand together. Not if we don't stand good up. Point. Most folks just remain painfully silent, Kurt. Yep. Of course, if you talk about sports, they'll double down and get involved and spend money. And You, know, you want to do Halloween and you know, dress up like witches and warlocks and satanic figures? No problem. You want to go ahead and stand for the sacred cause of liberty and promote the Christian principles that made America great? That's just too political for me. Donald Trump economy, though, on a good news piece to end the hour, sets third straight month of record black employment. I didn't know there was such thing as black employment, Kurt. That means there's white employment, That's right. They keep track of all the colors of how many people are working. And, you know, of course, that's in the Constitution. I mean, well, that's a good point, Sam. That's a great point. Jack Davis from the Western Journal has got this piece, but the bottom line is, it uh, his you know the things he's done have set a uh, records uh, and you know making it where people have jobs. And when people have jobs, you know, like Bill Clinton taught us a long time ago. I know it's kind of unusual to get anything out, good out of Bill, but he said it's the economy, stupid, and that's what is uh, driving things and even with the terrible media and the opposition there i think a lot of people understand there's good stuff going on i agree and i think it's important Mm -hmm. to highlight it in the know and i don't really want to break out black employment because i want employment for everybody everybody who wants it i should put it that way uh and and i you know so i think that's good but what i don't like to do is break out the black employment against the white employment because it's just pitting people against people now donald has to act like hey i'm helping the blacks stay employed well i hope you're helping americans stay employed of course you know black people and white people and asian people and you know there's many um ethnicities in the american experiment which is wonderful but i'm just saying i I don't want to break out black employment Right. Uh, you know, now I might be willing to break out legal versus illegal employment. You know, how many illegals are taking legals jobs and stuff like that? That's a worthy cause. But to divide yeah. Americans on the pigmentation of their skin to me seems just racist and wrong. And I wish it would stop. Now, I'm grateful that people are getting jobs, including some African-Americans. And, uh, you know, I hope more and more people can get jobs in the greatest country on the face of the earth. No doubt. And good on Donald for, for bringing it. But this idea that we're going to cater to the black, quote, contingent or whatever you want to call it, the black vote, or whatever word they use for it, shame on them. I don't want America to be great at, uh, uh, in, for a white person at the expense of a black person, and I don't want America to be great um, in benefit of a black person at the ex- expense of a white person. It, it's not a, s- a certain size pie. We can grow the blessings of liberty for everyone, ladies and gentlemen. And all those who are legally here, I think, should, should be grateful to work together to make that so. See what a racist I am? I think we're all God's children and we ought to act like it a little more, you know? Just saying. All right, great hour. Hard-hitting news. The network's refused to use a lot of topics. Kurt's got a gazillion of them for you for tomorrow, too. We'll rock and roll, man. Two hours straight with a bunch of news stories. Get ready. Take off your... All I can say is get a drink and sit down and be ready to rock and roll. Because, man, Kurt's got a lineup for you. All right, thanks for being alongside for the ride. For Sam and Kurt, LibertyRoundTable.com, live and on-demand radio, free at your fingertips. If you want to donate... Click on the donation link and be generous. Start adding zeros, would you please? All right, for Sam and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.